Lauren Bond and the Metabolic Studio offers the Explorers Club to share meaningful journeys, encounters, and projects in an intimate setting at the Metabolic Studio. Session 6, February 25th, 2016, features David Kapoor presenting a talk on Elysian Linkages. Let's tune in, connect, and listen. I'm David Kapoor. I, I live up the hill on Solano in, uh, in Elysian Park. And uh, I, I, my house is Elysian Park tracked lot number three. So it's like, so it's one of the, like, it's like the third to the last house that wasn't destroyed for the Chavez Ravine community. So it's part of La Loma neighborhood of Chavez Ravine. But uh, it wasn't destroyed. And I'm an architect and urban designer. Uh, is how I'm my profession, and uh, usually I'm talking about my architecture work. I do commercial architecture and like restaurants and bars and um, a lot of this placemaking work, public space work with parklets and plazas. And uh, so usually I talk about those kind of commission work. But today I wanted to talk to you guys about Elysian Park, about something that we self I self. Um, financed over the past year this, this study of, a, of Elysian Park and these series of proposals um, to connect the park with the surrounding communities and with uh, itself. And just like, I love what you guys are doing at the Metabolic Studio as one of the best neighbors we have of Elysian Park with the, the, the cornfield. Yeah. That needs to be a headline. Yes. In our imaginary paper. You guys, you guys neighbor, you guys neighbor better than anyone. Yeah. And that's, a that's another one. That's another and one. the work, the work you guys have been doing is extend, and the work that's going on at the moon now too is exp- extending the park. Like we could, we have the potential to have this contiguous parkscape in in around this area. And the river is a part of it, and. It can connect, and the Arroyo can connect us to Deb's Park and other parks up all the way up to the, the hills. So this is kind of um, this proposal, and I've, I've actually never presented this work in a public talk. It's a, it's a pitch book that we have this 11 by 17 uh, fold-open book, so they're really long spreads. And I just go around to people and talk to them, different community members, so we're trying to, like, seed these ideas. So I'm in love with the, the beauty of Elysian Park, and these are some photos that I take like just walking around um, you can see the whole city from the park uh, you can see the whole river from Elysian Park as well from from all of its various peaks you can see the river in um, you can see the river from its source to its mouth pretty much actually and uh, but then there's all these incongruous things like on the bottom left uh, the what I call Caltrans Canyon which um, where there's the park has been cut up over time by um, intrusions, by freeways, by land grabs, and that's some of the stuff I'm going to show you guys. Um, and so these kind of images, like in, in the things like these fragments on the bottom right, there's a fragment of an old road where you can see an old landslide crater. So I've just been walking around Elysian Park for for a long time of my life, and I was just curious about all these things, and it's led me to look at. Um, some historical resources and talked to a bunch of historians who are friends of mine and we've read a, we've read a bunch of articles and there's a great uh, archive at USC of the Citizens Committee to Save Elysian Park 
which is Grace Simmons started in the 60s because Elysian Park was under threat by things like Dodger Stadium, by the freeways. And then the city wanted to make a convention center where the Avenue of the Palms was. If you guys have walked on the Avenue of Palms, um, which is the main part of the park, and they wanted to actually turn that into a parking lot. So these community, uh, Grace Simmons lived in on Morton and Echo Park, and she rallied artists and other neighbors, and they they fought back this convention center proposal. Um, and I've, so I found this diagram that kind of like explained these different layers and different intrusions on the park. This guy, Harrison King, wrote this article, A Grizzly Case of Terracide. When was that diagram made? 65. Okay. So this guy actually is, no one is not, it's a false name. He was the editor of Sunset Magazine. Whoa. He's actually still alive. We, we, uh, met, my friend Victoria just met with him at his house. Nice. Um, and he, yeah, he won't. He, he couldn't publish this article because he had an exclusive deal with Sunset Magazine, and it was too negative. But he did po- publish a companion piece that was really like, come to Elysian Park, and, you know, it was the Sunset Magazine version, which was, like, this beautiful picture of it. So there is a Sunset Magazine thing on Elysian Park? It's great, yeah. The yeah, so I guess 65 or so. How same. Did you get archival uh, Sunset? I have a, uh, my friend Victoria Bernal. Her mom was one of the editors of Sunset Magazine. Oh, cool. So she has, like, scan... I don't know if she can distri- distribute them. Right. But one of the things I'm working on... Or, an archive? Yeah. We want to have a companion piece of all the all these historical articles that have been written about Elysian Park. Because yeah. there's, there's another one that... Um, this great quote... Uh, this is pretty blurry. But this is... In 1909, they actually commissioned... Because the park was incorporated in 86. As you said, it's, like, one of the, old, the oldest park in Los Angeles. Um... And then they commissioned this study in this landscape architect who said that the park should be, as it in fact is, the one great people's park of Los Angeles and should be utilized and enjoyed to the full. It ought to be a popular place for picnics. Once the people learn to go there to feel its intimate association with their own lives, there will be no difficulty in securing large appropriations for its development and care. But people will never care about Elysian Park in this way until it is made accessible for them. So this guy is just... This is the kind of study that we were still embarking on today. Like this guy, 100 years ago, or 120 years ago, was, uh, or I can't do math, 105 years ago, <laughs> he, uh, the city commissioned him to do this thing, to connect Elysian Park with the surrounding community, with itself, and get people to love it. But it, like, it didn't really happen. Instead, they cut some roads. Um, and this is like our study that, that is just um, a series of proposals um, you know, this, this park is in the center of that, and it, it's in the middle. All these major roads converge, actually, upon Elysian Park, like Figueroa, Broadway, Alameda, um, and the river. That's a great diagram. And um, so, and Santa Monica Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, Los Feliz Boulevard. And the river bends around Elysian Park. So the river is all through the valley on the left, and then it goes... Oh, I got a laser pointer, man. Um... So, yeah, check this out. This is like a laser distance measure. But, yeah, so the, ri- the, the river goes all through the, Elyse- the uh, Santa Monica Mountains here and then turns around. This, this is the edge of the Santa Monica Mountains is, is, uh, is Elysian Park. It's, it's the end of the mountain range. So the, the river goes along the whole base of it, you know, from the valley. All the drainage comes there, and then it bends around, and then it, the historic photos of... Uh, um, well, there's that great photo of the, the river, like, flushing out. when it, After it turns around Elysian Park here, 
and then it gets past this area, the, the soil turns into more of the, the, the slaw or like the wash. So the river would lose its way after it flowed down past downtown. But Elysian Park is where it turns around. When you're on top of Elysian Park, you can actually see all these points. You can't see it from one location, but there's like seven peaks that you can see it from. So this is like the index of our book. Um, like I said, usually I'm just presenting a book. It's super blurry, actually. But the, so Elysian Park is 618 acres. Uh, Central Park's 842 acres. And Golden Gate Park's like 1,000 acres. So it actually is already, in its current extent, um, on the same scale of those parks, it's a little smaller. But after Griffith Park, it's the largest park in the city of Los Angeles. Um, and what we want to do is expand it. And I think if we could connect it with parts, parks like the cornfield or with the moon and with the bow tie and G2, like if we can connect and the river, we can make this an even bigger park than any city has. Yeah, that's so interesting. We could, call, we could end up calling the Sun Elysian Park. Just name it. You know, yeah. It would just be networked <laughs> It should be. Yeah, some way to. Yeah. So, so we've actually. So what we've done is we've. There aren't actually any like. It's the what you you said. Lauren said is like the least known about park, and there's not even like a city map. There's this one GIS layer. Um, so I've been working with uh, this guy Honors, who's a. Uh, GIS expert, and he prepared, he prepared all these maps for us. He worked with, we geolocated different historical imagery, which I'll show you, and we drew a lot of the trails, which we have at a, at a greater scale. Um, but the, the current extent is this, like, green, harder green area, but then there's this dotted green area, which is contiguous green space, that visually, if you're there, there's no real boundary, but you can't tell. So when you add in that kind of contiguous green space, um, the park feels much bigger. And already is about like something like 760 acres. Um, and then we have all the building footprints in there. So this is our potential. This is what we're trying to do is to grow it to this extent. We have these freeway cap projects, which I can show you. There's all the river stuff that's happening already. Um, there's other ideas. And then this idea of, um, I'll show you some of these ideas. But the, it's like what we're trying to create is this future map of the city where it's this larger park. And the parks, in fact, connect different parts of the city. Um, this is the view over the river at the confluence. Uh, the confluence. This is the Arroyo Seco down here. Uh, the mighty confluence. <laughs> but it, it's not just a confluence of water. It's a conf Damien took this with the drone. That's a really good shot. Yeah. He was at. Yeah, he was at the prison. He. Um, Yeah, and it's a confluence. It's a confluence of all these freeways, of rails, of of two rivers, and uh, yeah. And then up here is is Grandview Point, um, which used to connect all the way down to Broadway Bridge. There was a trail that from up here. I'll show you later. I have a picture of it. But they the and the Caltrans and the city, you know, excessively graded all of this. This used to touch the river here. Um, and then, of course, here as well. And the, the train track was one of the first intrusions. But it's kind of beautiful in a way. Uh, I was part of a group that we were working on the 
saving the Figaro Riverside Bridge to make it into a park. So that was a proposal I worked on a lot. And just hanging out when the, after they closed it to traffic and we would hang out on the Figaro Riverside Bridge, you're kind of we're in the middle of all that infrastructure. And it was kind of beautiful just having even all these freeways like zoom around you and all these people flowing is, was kind of beautiful as well. It's, it's a different kind of beauty. It's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. So this is our diagram of just the barriers and the access points and the way the, the bar all the stuff in red is what cuts the park up. You know, of course, there's the 110, there's the 5. The river is also a, a boundary as well, the way it's been built up. Um, and then Stadium Way is, creates the seam through the park. And there's these distinct zones. So it's actually split the park up into these eight different zones that we've identified that are not even connected with each other. Um, or have like a, heart, a barrier like Stadium Way, which is scary to cross. There's no crosswalk actually. People have to run across the street. Um, so these, we've we've tried to create like a user's guide. Um, that something we're, we want to work on is like just identify all the great amenities that we have now and break, just to use it today, break it into these eight zones, and you'd, each of them would have its own little map, and you could just explore in more depth those areas. And we've drawn some of the trails out. Um, and try to name them. Uh, we've also modeled like the topography, so we actually have one of the only 3D models of the park. That we've, we've built the original topography, and we have um, the current topography, which What's everyone the highest, point? the highest point is this um, water tower up at by the baseball fields. So when you're standing on top of the water tower, uh, which you're not supposed to do, but it's it's the highest point. And that I wish that they're actually rebuilding the water tower now. Uh, DWP is in quadrupling its size, which is pretty awesome. They're actually diverting water from the river. They're building a new purple pipe across the freeway, and it's going to go up to here, and they're going to irrigate the park with all this reclaimed river water. So, But the, the sad thing is, what they're building as a water storage tank is going to be so ugly, and uh, we call it the Department of Wrecking Parks. Because <laughs> they just mismanage and brutalize this park. Um, they, 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 that's the terra side. That's like it's still going on every day. I don't know if you guys have seen the roads they've built through the park recently, but yeah. they're these grim asphalt roads with no sidewalks, and they just, they just pour oil on the ground, you know, everywhere, and, and it just spills out over the slopes. Um, I don't want to show too many brutal. I don't want to make this into a snuff film, and just show how how many ways this has been abused. But I would love for this new th um, storage tank. It's like two thousand acre, I forget, it's this huge amount of water. I would just love for it to have a viewing platform on top and get people to go on top of it, but there's no, they won't entertain that idea. It's going to be fenced off, but it should be the, it's the highest point of the park. No, that's a different water tank. Okay. So that's over here. Um, so it's on the other side of Stadium Way. This is Solano Canyon right here. So there's the, Sol this Oh, yeah. I'm trying to use the mouse, but I got this laser distance thing. So that's, this is Broadway. We're right here right now. Oh, okay. yeah. So shaky. And then this Solano, and then the freeway. And so what's the red circle right above Solano? Yeah, that that's the Park Row Bridge. So these are all the kind of vistas, the, the classic spots where you can get a really good view from the highest point. Because there's all these peaks. So that Park Row Bridge is pretty, pretty awesome above the 110 freeway. They're from Doris Place. So it's like here where all the city owns all those those yards. Uh -huh. So they're, they're, I don't understand how it really works with the diversion, but uh -huh. they have to cut a trench in front of the school. It's going to be underground. Then it goes up. There's actually already a pipe 
here, there's a pumping facility off of Stadium Way right now. So they're kind of just improving an existing thing they have. So the actual storage tank is going to hold recycled water? Yeah. It's like 2,000, 2 million gallons or something, like 2 million gallons, I think. And then it irrigates the park, so they actually have to do like a whole... There's some existing... You're going to beat them. <laughs> this is DWP, I guess. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the, the thing is that the, the neighborhood is so disenfranchised. Elysian Valley, I was at the hearing where DWP was presenting their plans, and they have to, all they have to do is this minor 30-inch trench in front of the school, and they were like, the people of Elysian Valley were so irate that they were going to do this. They're like, we don't care what happens on the other side of the freeway. We don't care what happens to Elysian Park. We don't want a little, like, one-month construction project in front of our school. It was, it was insane. They just feel so aggrieved. And they have no connection to this park because they can't even walk to it. So we've studied, you know, we've, we've done a lot of work with historians and researching the heroes of the park, all the way from the hawk and the coyote and the Magna villagers who believe that they were created when the hawk met the coyote. And those are the people you see in the park, or the, the spirits, you know, you see the hawk and you see the coyote everywhere in the park. Um, especially, you know, you see owls too, but uh, I feel like these are the ancient spirits that live in the park. And supposedly there was a village in the park as well um, that of course would move around, you know, because these, these people were nomadic and they lived in the river and then they would come up and, and uh, ring. Yeah, they're actually the. This is a native village that the the Portola expedition was greeted by these by these. They, they weren't built by the Yagna people. It was the Magna people, who were up in the park and saw. Yeah, Magna was the name of the settlement. It was a really small one. Yeah, but are there, is there traces of that? The There's no traces. I mean, all of their huts were burned every year or so. So like, they, they didn't leave a trace. Um, I don't, I bet there's, if you look at the, this like Portola drawing, I mean the Southwest Museum has kind of interpreted it, but there's this one drawing and it has the location. If you read Portola's journal too, he's got, he talks about the Magna village. And then, so we've identified all these other heroes from, you know, the Henry Hazard who made the park in the first place and all these different mayors. And uh, we're looking for new heroes of Elysian Park. Um, so, and we're, we're trying to, we've, all these GIS maps that we've overlaid. So there's only a few maps that really show Elysian Park. Uh, we've looked at, we've picked like five of them as key. This is the, so right away when LA became America, you know, it was Spain and then it was Mexico. There was all this public land. And then when, when America took over, all these people are like, oh, this is a huge tax liability. All this public land, we're not making any money off of this land. We need to charge taxes for it. So they sold everything off like really fast. And luckily there was a few guys who were like, no, let's save this like worthless hills up at the top of Elysian Park um, and the Pueblo and the Plaza. So the thing that had happened to Elysian Park is, so when the Spanish got here, the hills were covered in scrub oaks, um, it, but they burned everything. So the parks were stripped bare, and then the brush took over. Um, so this is like a photo from, uh, I think it's like 1900, or I, I forget the year exactly, but it was hard for people to love these bare hills. Uh -huh. So that, they were like, oh, it's worthless. And then, so they actually, they turned it into a quarry. They were trying to sell it off. And you could see this early map. This is from 1868. They had already sold this outline. But we overlaid the stadium, so we've overlaid the current topog the current buildings over it. 
Um, so that was like, that's why, and this part was all contiguous. Like people would experience this as a Legion Park, even up until before Dodger Stadium, when, when it was a neighborhood. This all felt like one huge park. Yeah, these are all the, this is this, this underlay of um, the building footprints and roads. So we've built that, topo well, we, that, that, that's not a very accurate topography. So we've actually, and this one isn't either, but this shows how the tracks had eaten it up, but then they had these preserved. Oh, but, so they were trying to use it as a quarry, and there actually was some quarrying that happened up here. But the, the stone is this worthless sandstone. It crumbles, like, instantly. You can't build anything with it, really. So they, they're just like, this is totally worthless land. It should just be a park. So luckily, that's what happened. <laughs> this one's or? Yes. Yeah. So these are, yeah, these are the first people. You can see the Chavez's bought a bunch of this stuff here. And um, yeah, huge lots. And, and then that's, that's the entrance by the moon that you guys know. And then there's this weird, there's this this weird old topo map um, that has the first roads that went through the park, um, and this is what we use to build the the model that we have that shows the original topography, and the, that's Dodger Stadium here. We don't have the overlay on this one. Is Buena Vista Bridge on there? Yeah, Buena Vista Bridge is right here, right? This is Buena Vista. It's it's there, but it's it's different, right? Is that hitting? The this is 1894. Yeah, right there. This, yeah, we can we can we can pull a we can zoom in really far on these actually. We can pull in the footprints that are there too. Yeah, this is pre pre freeway and the railroads you can see. Um, and these are those just those photos when they started to grade everything for Dodger Stadium. Um, but they took a hundred feet off the top of Mount Lookout. This is Mount Mount Lookout used to be the main trail. You'd walk up Hill Street. And it turned into a trail that went up um, to the, the highest point, which is where the top of the park is right now, basically. Oh, sorry. This isn't a laser pointer. It's a measurer. So it's like making some noise. The, so yeah, so we've looked at those old topographies, and we've started to look at the neighborhoods. So this is all of, um, this is all of Chavez Ravine in here. There was all these houses. It was like 30, it wasn't, it was 10,000 people, roughly. Um, that live there, and they cut all this got cut out and became the parking lots of Dodger Stadium. So it's just currently parking lots, and we, so we've looked at that. This is a picture. Um, this is actually Solano right here in this picture, and these are all these kind of shanties, as they're called, that were actually legally built with like there's all these weird building permits. My neighbor Lawrence Bouet, who one of the streets in Solano Canyon is named after, has done some permit records on these, and it's weird. Like even a 10 by 12 shack had a permit on it, a lot of these houses. So it was like legally constructed homes for people, um, but they didn't ever improve the streets. So they had these walk trails and streets because the streets were all mailed in, like Effie and Baxter. Those were, those were drawn in some East Coast map room, like without anyone ever knowing the topography. And I mean, if, you ever, if you're ever on that part of Baxter and Echo Park, you know that they didn't lay it out with the one of the steepest streets in America. Um, so there's all these paper streets, and the lots, the lots from before were, were laid out on those streets, right? They're like, oh, yeah, there's Effie Street right there. <laughs> there's Baxter, the intersection of Baxter and Effie, sure. 
the, that was never made because once people got to see the, the reality of the topography, they made roads that look like that. <laughs> so, yeah, and then we've also been looking at the um, Riverside Drive and um, down on, in Frogtown. So there, the, we don't have any photos of that area, but I don't know if you guys know the five freeways right here. So this is, this is the overlay of what it looks like now. This dashed outline is the whole five freeway. But there used to be all these homes, and then a whole commercial strip for Frogtown was um, completely obliterated by the five freeway. Um, and we don't have any photos historically that we've been able to find, or anyone I know, of that commercial corridor, other than when there was this 1938 landslide. So there, you can still see this crater today if you go up. It was one of my first images, that piece of road that was eroded away. So there's a big reservoir here and a pipe burst. And then they also had just built Riverside Drive, and they cut it too close to the slope. They, they graded too much. You can see they graded all that. So at this particular spot where the old Figaro Riverside Bridge was, um, they, uh, there was this huge landslide. And then we have all these photos, though, which is great. It was this huge spectacle because the incredible moving mountain of Elysian Hills. It was moving for... It was like a week-long news spectacle. So we have some of these photos where you could see the commercial corridor where they had this general store. They had a, like an Italian deli here. There was bakeries. There was, there was all, there's a laundry. There's pretty much everything you needed in that neighborhood. And when they built the five, they didn't replace any of that commercial. So Elysian Valley is this completely cut-off neighborhood. I don't know if, any, if you guys have ever... If you know the neighborhood, you know that it has no neighborhood serving retail or even way to walk. Um, you have to go from Figueroa. You, have to, you can escape here at Newell, but it's this huge, a couple miles, and then only at Fletcher. It's just a completely cut-off neighborhood, and it kind of forced everyone to have to drive uh, to get anything you need. So we've also been diagramming, inspired by that Harrison King diagram, um, we've been looking at the addition and deletions from the park. So it starts as this co coherent park in 1868 from the old Stone Quarry Hills lot. Then they built this reservoir, which is, so when they built the park, the city charter said that it should be only used for park use, like it, and should be always public. So even putting a reservoir violated the city charter because it was a non-park use. And they, 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 I mean, it's infrastructure, it's hard to argue against a reservoir, you know, we all need water. But also the way they built it by fencing it off, and currently it's just this horrible razor wire fence. So that was the it's kind of like starts the slippery slope, um, and then they they build the one the Figueroa actually, which is the Pasadena Freeway. So even the Figueroa tunnels they were they were beautiful. You guys know what the Figueroa tunnels. I have some other photos of it, but they, it was designed by Merrill Butler, who was a city engineer at the time. It was designed with great care for the topography, and the. You know, there's the hills, there's like freeway caps over the hills, you know. You can still walk between Elysian Park. But then, um, that was done in the 30s. Oh, shit, sorry. Blown up. The, that was done in the 30s. And then in the 40s, um, this, they built the, the 110 freeway Caltrans. The state engineers just graded that huge Caltrans Canyon that the 110 South is today. Um, and then Stadium Way happened. Um, they cut this part off from each other to serve Dodger Stadium. The city actually built that road to, um, up to legitimize the sale of the Dodgers. They had to do this like $1 million worth of street work. So they used it to cut through the park. Then there was this landfill that happened up where the baseball fields are now. So part of it became a landfill. Um, then the police academy came in in the 70s. The, pol 
the police academy had been there since the 20s, but it had been a lease. Like, it wasn't, it was just, it wasn't supposed to ever be permanent. And still, this, there's something on the title where it's like, if they ever leave, it reverts to the park, but they're never going to leave. And they've just, they've just spent like a billion dollars building a, like three new shooting ranges and a whole new facility. So they're never going to leave. Um, so that took a huge chunk out of the park. And the worst thing about it is just hearing the gunfire every day. Uh, I was just there this morning, and they have it's louder than ever before because they have three new shooting ranges. So it's, it's just it's the worst. You could be watching like a beautiful sunset, and then it's like <laughs> there's a thousand guns just going, and you're just thinking, what's running through these cops' minds when they're firing these bullets? Uh, there's a bad vibe going around. The and then there was this Dodger land exchange. Um, where we lost some more, and I don't know. The park used to connect to Chinatown, so we've actually we've laid that out. So that's this part here. We're up here. The park actually used to connect to Chinatown um, officially in the boundary. You would just, like Hill Street, you just cross the street where the freeway starts, and you were in Elysian Park. Then there's the, the radio tower, there's the freeway, the stadium way. But the thing that's exciting is that since the Citizens Committee started, they stopped this um, convention center for having in the 60s, then they worked with um, this old councilman to make this landfill back into part of the park, and that's one of my favorite places to, to walk. Uh, it's got great views, and there's these boulders, there's baseball fields, there's a switchback trail that they created. So that was a win where we, the city got like $1.4 billion as a, from a sanitation fund to build this and grow the park. There was a reservoir here that the citizens committee got to be closed permanently and stopped a proposal to drill oil there. Someone wanted to drill oil there in the 60s. Um, but it's now part of the park. That's the Buena Vista Meadow. And then uh, we're still losing on that. And there was this land exchange that was actually a good thing with the Dodgers, where they traded a piece of land on the Arroyo for, to regain where Angel's Point is, the lower Angel's Point. And then recently, in 2015, on Riverside Drive, this is um, called Walnut Hill now. It was a huge park expansion of, I think, 32 acres. Um, so the park is growing. The trend is getting is good, but there are still threats. Um, this road here, Elysian Park Drive, if you got that's the main road to Dodger Stadium, was just um, renamed Vin Scully Way. So they stripped they stripped the Elysian Park name from the last remaining road um, that had it and that connected to Sunset. And then these park roads that they built are eroding, and there's, there's, there's some things that are still threatening the park. Um, and there's all this history that's, that's um, hidden in plain sight that we've kind of mapped as well. Um, so we want to have some of those. Uh, there's just all over the park. So these are things that we want to curate. We've kind of created this map, but we don't have anything there. I don't know. It's hard to. That's a whole different philosophical question of how to curate some of these things. But like. When you're standing up here, you can see the remnant of the old road. You can see the old landslide crater. There's these little remnants of tunnels and like old walls. And there's all these cool historic fragments I can show you. Um, so getting into like what we're proposing. So we've come up with a, a menu of options. It's not like a master plan. It's just a series of proposals that could be one-off ways to uh, connect the park better with itself and with the surrounding community. Um, and some of those are part that are in the Elysian Park master plan and, and part of the, the city's bicycle plan. Just like this stadium way was built in the 60s solely for the use of Dodger Stadium. It has no pedestrian facilities. It's the only way for people in Frogtown to walk up into the park. So people just walk in the street now. 
Um, so we've been talking to LADOT. We've made a series of service requests to try and get crosswalks. So we've had, we initiated a traffic study at this intersection, which is really complicated and people have to run across. And there's even a lot of car on car um, collisions as well. But so we've, hopefully that one has the best chance of actually happening. They rejected this one. This is where we're trying to put a crosswalk in here. And then at the bottom of the hill, we we're trying to put this. And then this is actually in the bicycle master plan to put bike lanes up Stadium Way. Um, we want to do this kind of sidewalk. I don't know if you guys have been to Dodger Stadium in the past years. They painted out these sidewalks everywhere that are just like crosswalks. I mean, it's the cheapest thing you can do. But um, the DOT was open to this idea because even when they have an event, they don't use this striping for this stadium way. It's a six-lane road, three in each direction. They usually, for a game, they make it five lanes up and one lane down. So they don't even use the striping that's there. Um, they were open to this kind of painted solution where they could still drive over it if they had to. Um, but uh, our idea is that the, the road is, is o it's only designed for like 1% of the hours of the year. It's really only necessary for like those 81 days a year where they have a game and people drive up the hill and we need that capacity. But every other day of the year, it's this oversized road where people are speeding and it makes it really dangerous. So um, just narrowing the road a little would calm the traffic. So this is like the simplest proposal we have and everything gets more far out from there. The, this is another thing that we're actually working on with the Citizens Committee to create like a perimeter loop. And uh, we're actually we're creating these like little concrete obelisks. This was an earlier steel idea. Um, hopefully they become like garden gnome things that people can buy in miniature where it's like, oh, I have a little Elysian-isk in my front yard. Um, but then we'll have bigger ones that maybe replace this like kind of gross signage that they have now. Yeah, well, we're, it's, it's a question because we really... That'd be so cool. But we want to make like a repetitive concrete mold, you know, that we could reuse. And uh, but we, we also want to have like a really rough, a rough look to it, you know, like where it's, if it's a big obelisk, we don't want it to be too smooth. I don't know if like mixing an aggregate or whatever, but I would love to do some mock-ups. And the, the Citizens Committee actually has a small budget for it. Um, so we're tasked with designing it. But the idea is that you could create a perimeter loop. The signage is for everywhere, but... We actually want to create a, 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 a loop that you can walk around the outside that would be tied into the neighborhoods and have some wayfinding device. And we've been, I've been some, um, I'm an advocate for pedestrian issues with a group called Los Angeles Walks. Um, and we do policy work and we lead walks. So for the past two years, I've led a walk uh, with the Dodgers, actually. And this past year was paid for by Metro, where we walk from the Chinatown Gold Line Station and at the foot of the cornfield. And we... Um, walk through Chinatown and across this Bernard Street Bridge that crosses the freeway, where there's a spiral thing here. And then we walk to the game. So we're trying to mimic the old Mount Lookout Trail. This is, a bird, this is an old 1894 bird's eye drawing of Los Angeles by Pierce. And it's hard to see at this resolution, but there's a trail. That's the Mount Lookout Trail right there. So my idea is to create a pedestrian-only gate to the stadium. Um, that, and it's only an 18-minute walk from the Chinatown Gold Line today if you take the current route where you walk that way. If you go, there's actually a shortcut we were, that um, would just take you up. You cross this bridge here, and then um, you walk up. This is existing uh, Mount Lookout Drive. And we broke, there's a hole in the fence. You can actually do it today. We did it the other day. It's, it's the most beautiful view from right here. Um, and this is like a 15-minute walk from the Gold Line to the game. So there's so much traffic associated with Dodger Stadium. All the fans are always late because they're stuck in traffic. People leave early to avoid traffic. Um, 
I don't know. People, I don't. I don't know why anyone drives there when you could just you can take the train and walk through. You can get a drink at Melody Lounge beforehand or get a meal for cheaper than in the stadium. And I don't know. So we're the Dodgers are actually embracing this idea, but they are not doing anything about it right now. But they keep emailing me every month. We were just part of this Lost LA TV show where we had we took footage from here, recreating that bird's eye drawing. Um, but so they were ex- they're getting excited, but we need some help pushing them through. One of the other things we want to do is through the old Chavez Ravine neighborhood. This is up on Stadium Way. There's this recreation center. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been up there, but it's not a lot of people have. But every year, Los Desterrados, which is a group of the displaced Chavez Ravine residents, they have a picnic right here because this is like a clearing. It's the closest they can get to hanging out in the old neighborhood. Then this is the Dodger Stadium wall on, um, on Academy Road. There's this, just this fence, and I've been walking by it for years I had no idea up until I started doing the study that I was walking along the old neighborhood. Um, so what we want to do is just, there's these great photos that, um, you know, there's that Chavez Ravine book of photos. And you, you mentioned Buena Vista Social Club, Ry Cooter has that, that Chavez Ravine album. So we want to kind of create some, even just printed out some temp, even it's temporary or fence wraps that have some of those photos so people who walk across know what's happening. And we want to create some kind of memorial that has some some kind of outline of the shape of the map at this spot where the Desperados meet every year. Um, and then we also have this. This is kind of improving Grandview Point. This isn't very well developed, but we just want to have some. There's this old wall, and we want to build like more of a proper guardrail here. It's this horrible fence thing that's falling apart and make it into a performance space. It's like this great place for a view, but it's currently a parking lot. Like they gave the best view part to, just to park your car. So we want to make. There's other parking areas up here. We just want to put in use and then make this into more of a space for people and performances. Uh, we want to create something like inf- this is the, the anabolic monument, that, um, which was a great space. And I was lucky enough to participate in some of those uh, Tongva elder rituals that you guys had in the cornfield here. That's not, that's not the, um, anabolic. Is it? Well, this that's is the eye. that's the eye. Yeah, the anabolic was right. That's right. But it was just so great to have that space for the rituals and for the for them to to do their their rituals. But and I don't think they have a space for it now that's around here. So we were trying to figure out where the old Magna Village is. We of course have no idea, and no one does. But it, I think we're there's some spots of the park that are kind of could use some kind of interpretive. There's this place in Ireland actually that's called the the Craganowen. It's like an interpretive center for Neanderthal style. Um, Huts and they just have them built. You can walk in. They do rituals there. I don't know. I don't think you'd find anything. Nothing. Yeah, I can't imagine. Ceramic pots? No, I don't think so. I don't. They, they weren't known to have to make anything really. They made some belts and stuff. There might be. There could. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it would survive. But you never know. Yeah, if you start, I don't want to start digging either. <laughs> yeah, 
but it's been covered by sediment. So some kind of center, I don't know, I love this, um, if something like that, or it's like this thing, it's building the huts. I have no idea, but I want to work with the, with the community, with the elders um, in the Tongva community to, to find a spot and design something. But it's just some idea of how to take over a, a part of the park and s have people see that and understand that, you know, there was this village here before. Um, and we're working on this thing down at Stadium Way and Riverside Drive to create something similar to what you have at Broadway by the foot of the bridge where there's the Fremont Gate and there's those ramps. Um, we want to make... It's, people don't realize when they drive on Riverside and take a ride on Stadium that they're actually in the park. This whole corner is actually Elysian Park, and it's on the map. And the park is wraps Stadium Way and Riverside all the way to Newell. So we want to do something to create some prominence on the corner and make Elysian Park more in your face. And then there's this concrete wall here that we want to do some environmental graphics, just stuff without words. We don't know what it looks like, but we want to kind of like... You can see it from the freeway. You can see it when you're driving by. There's these massive concrete walls and somehow make people see Elysian Park, like, that it's there um, and create this walk, this walkable connection where the between the expansion and the main park from that place where the horse stable is, like, you can walk. It's right up here. So there's, there's kind of a trail, but it's not officially there. So we want to do some trail making as well um, and connect Frogtown with Elysian Park so you don't have to use the road. Um, and then we have a crazier, some more far-out ideas, which is there's that spiral stair um, that you could see in that bird's-eye photo. That I, that's, I walk on it every day. I, I live here, and I walk there to get to Figueroa and get down here get to the river. So it's actually the technically, I uh, can't really make it out, but it's technically that spiral stair is the intersection of Baxter and Figueroa. So it's a paper street, like, but Baxter actually runs all the way to Figueroa. And what we want to do is, from Point Grandview up there, create... There's a little path that's there already, but we want to create a little bridge and a, put a spiral stair on top of the spiral stair. And then um, get you down. So it could complete the river path. Because there's this whole river esplanade down here from Merrill Butler back in the day. Um, and you can kind of walk along there, but if there... If, um, you can get, you can walk on the Riverside Drive sidewalk there on the five off ramp to the, or the 110 north to the five. There's a sidewalk that used to be Riverside Drive. Um, you, there's a sidewalk you can walk on now that you can get from the Esplanade. So we're trying to connect the Elysian Park with the river path, and then connect the river path through up, up to Broadway and back through Chinatown, so you don't have to go across the river. But it's a, it's a little more of like a far out proposal. Um, and then this, this one is about bridging over the, to the cornfield to make it contiguous with the Elysian Park. It's a private development site um, that's owned by the San Antonio Winery family. So similar to how they do it in Malibu where they build, like the, the property owners are responsible for building the public access. We had this idea of like making into small little tracks for them, working with Metro to cap over the, the uh, train and then build these access points that were in the CAS plan. These were in the, the Cornfield Arroyo Seco specific plan. Had these green arrows that were supposed to connect the cornfield with the, with the community above in, in Radio Hill and the Legion Park. But they're, they're not getting built. And as you guys probably know, that the, the bridge that was going to Solano Canyon was cut out of the state park budget. Um, so there's no connection between Elysian Park and the cornfield. You have to walk all the way around. It's a 40-minute walk to get there from uh, Solano Canyon and anyone who lives on Upper Broadway. So we're just trying to connect Upper Broadway with um, the cornfield. And it'd be better if there weren't any buildings. 
if somehow we could do it as just like a landscape cap. It's only one entity. It's just Metro that owns this train, and there it's a good time with Metro to work with them. They're into this kind of idea. Um, and then this is the long-term vision for Dodger Stadium to, uh, and the the current owners are totally into this idea as well of making it more like a park. You know, you're surrounded by park space um, and making like a, a, a park-like experience that maybe has some retail, a main drag of retail, and these walking path connections to the city. But um, you, could, you could achieve the same amount of parking they have in surface parking lots with just building a, a garage. You can build a self-park garage, or you can build an automated garage, or hopefully, you know, soon people won't even need to park cars if there's driverless cars and other solutions, or if everyone walks and bikes, you know, if we don't, we don't need all this land. These six... <laughs> I, I love this stadium. Well, even if they don't play baseball there, I think it like could be like a cool amphitheater. Like it's been carved out of the mountain already, but if it was surrounded by a park and it was like a performance space, yeah, yeah, I think that's what we need to do is just not have people drive up and up and out because it's such a terrible experience and that's what we're trying to do with this walking path you know from the Chinatown Gold is just show people and do some wayfinding in Chinatown to show people how to do it and Metro's put a map up but it's not really doing the job but um, if you did you could consolidate the parking they have and recreate the old topography of the Chavez Ravine neighborhood and we actually want to build the old streets as like a cap on this so this is our kind of cross section of the parking garage we want to make like it covered with a landscape cap it's kind of it's not really developed as a design because it's just a pitch idea, but um, that people could walk on top because they actually carved out the old neighborhood used to slope up. That's what we're trying to show here that from the stadium you would see the hillscape. Um, that's like a little crazier. And then we want to we want to bridge the gap in the Caltrans Canyon um, with this kind of bridge that would um, mimic the old topography and the geology. So this is supposed to look like a cross section, be like extruded steel or concrete we don't have any idea and then there was a proposal back in the day just to double deck the 110 freeway to add capacity so we want to we're down for that if you reopen north figueroa as a local street and connect it through to cypress park island park and to downtown so our idea is if you put the southbound as a double decker up above through this pass you could connect figueroa through all the way north connect north and south this is a, and then the, this was the whole impetus of the whole project was that that landslide um, to make Elysian Valley connected to Elysian Park. And the, the name of the project in the beginning was the Caltrans Consent Decree. Um, it's kind of like a reparations idea. Cal, Caltrans, you know, they, they took out hundreds of thousands of homes. It's funny to see how many people are living on the freeway now and think about how many homes they took away um, when they built the freeways. Um, and then all the act, the other way they've damaged people and everyone is by making it impossible to walk in your community or to connect safely across. I don't know, there are these roads that only go along. They, they privilege movement along, but they prohibit movement across. And I don't see why movement across is any less important than movement along on any road. Um, it's just, just as important a vector to be able to cross a road than to drive along it. So we have an idea of little commercial strips or just landscape our idea is that you could somehow use development to pay for this kind of um, freeway cap project because it actually has that historic um, commercial land underneath it 
if you if you do your property research. So the parcel that we would be recreating the parcels that were there, but in a freeway cap kind of thing over the freeway. So the net idea is just to get to that future map of of Elysian Park, where that's like what that freeway cap would look like. It would just look like the same blocks of before. This is that idea of connecting. Then all these contiguous green areas, Dodger Stadium, Cornfield, the river, the moon, they become one big part of Elysian Park. And we, we and it spurs other people to do, you know, other freeway cap projects. Yeah, so that's Yeah. So that's that's what we're working on. We hope you enjoyed the latest Explorers Club session. For more information, please visit metabolicstudio.org. And thank you.